Carl, it's great to hear Amy on a show again. The Monday unboxing, I've had to pause it because initially you give us both standard and imperial measurements. You, you, you mentioned centimeters and inches. And then later on, you're, you're only giving us inches. So I feel bad for my friends overseas that are unfortunate enough to have to use the metric system instead of the much improved and superior um, imperial system as we, we use here in America. Anyway, let me get back to the show. Welcome to the Geomologist Presents a Fun Show for you today. I got to hang out with Jason Connerly in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We uh, met, um, he is there for a conference, and we went up there to visit my wife's father for his birthday slash Father's Day, and we were able to meet him at um, out at uh, Brutal Beer Works Brewfest, Brutal Beer Works Festival, Brutal beer works festival brutal beer works for their fourth anniversary and uh, hung out drank some beer uh yeah it was hot even though we were inside it was hot and then we went out to eat dinner uh so he amy and i and hung out and uh got to talk and and have fun and we even got to record something and i was surprised that you can actually hear us pretty well over all the background noise uh, which i think is kind of cool about seven minutes in uh there's a guy in the background who's playing live music, well, live uh, music, singing, uh, rapping, actually. Um, and uh, it's about seven minutes in or so. And uh, I was like, oh, hmm. So we talked to him after and he said, yeah, that's cool. He's on Spotify, too. I mean, I know all two of my uh, listeners who might like that kind of music. Uh, but hey, I'm going to put his link in the show notes and go check him out. He's uh, J slash O slash E, Joe. I don't know how you pronounce it, J uh, E, um, and there's a link in the show notes to his latest stuff, uh, parental lyrics advisory on it, of course, not of course, but there is a parental lyrics advisory on it, just uh, so you're aware, and then, um, oh yeah, we're also interrupted by a uh, one of the people who worked at uh, Brutal Beer Works, so that was kind of fun and funny. So anyway, I hope you like the spontaneity. It's a really cool topic. It's this PV, ongoing PvP discussion. Actually, I had PvP occur in my game um, that I ran, and I think it worked out. I think it was cool. All the players were cool about it. So uh, yeah, let's uh, listen to Jason and I for a while. And then after that, I have a call from Jason Hobbs, and then a few calls from Jason Connerly, and we'll wrap it up. So here you go, me and Jason down by the schoolyard. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye to Rose and the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Hey everyone, I know people are going to do podcasts at this place, 
spread brutal fest four in Dallas, Texas. Well, technically Richland Hills, Texas. And I'm here with a special guest who came all the way from Virginia to hang out. Hey everybody, this is Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Carl told me they were doing a Super Troopers themed beer fest, and I figured, hey, I'm off today. I can fly to Florida or fly to Texas. So here I am. Not in Florida. Yeah, not in Florida. Although Texas, Texas. is becoming yeah. anyway. No politics. We talked. <laughs> we said no politics. Now, so anyway, you know, you see, you've heard this PVP discussion back and forth, and I guess like after the last, um, I got I brought Jason out here because he's you know the the PVP expert, psychologist, and maybe I'm a reformed PVPer because what happened in my last Hyperborea game, well, it was, it ended in a two players killed and a PVP. What do you think, Jason? Is that, am I a PVPer now? Did, PVP did any, GM? Did, did anybody rage quit the game? No, no one rage quit the game, I don't think. I don't think so. Well, if nobody rage quit the game, if it, if all the players were okay with the outcome, then, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I, th I guess they were. So what happened was so I'm running, like, so I'm running um, Hyperborea. The player characters were able to find a way into this mansion, like through the the sewers in a way, and uh, they they found a place where they could use a crowbar and and break in and. Um, they, when they broke through, like it kind of, it kind of like all this rock. They broke through into the cellar, and in the cellar was a pit that it was a cistern that had been, you know, stoned up, and they broke through that masonry. Right. But then the bad guy or the, the mark that they had found hid like the special stuff there, but then he also had it guarded by asps. So what happened was like. They broke through, all these rocks fall down. No one died though. But then these asps kind of drop on the player characters and this iron lockbox starts sliding down. And uh, so a fight ensued in very close quarters. One of the player characters was bitten by an asp and died, or was poisoned, it was dying. And then one of the players, other players who was a monk, and monks have this ability in Hyperborea, they can either cure poison or neutralize poison cure disease or neutralize poison once a week. Right. And the, the player was neutral. So the, the player character was neutral. So the player said, um, hey, if you pay me, I'll save your your friend. And then the, uh, the berserker, Amazonian berserker, who is chaotic good, said, how about I let you keep your head and that'll be payment enough. And then the, the monk took off. Right, slid down. They were like in this, like they're kind of like on a slide like at an angle. The guy slid down with the with the iron box that came through with the ass. So one player died because he wasn't he never had cure to poison. Yeah, he didn't have the cure to poison. And the monk slid down, but the barbarian followed. And then it was like a question of at the bottom, we roll initiative. If the monk would have won, he would just run, right, run away. Because uh, he's much faster than an armored right. berserker. But the berserker one cut him down. Is that legit? I don't know who's playing in the background. Some crazy band is playing in the background. Yep. So crazy that, band. So, honestly, it sounds like both characters, both players, played their characters well. Now, I know Joe Richter, who's a big fan of teamwork, 
is going to think, and, and there are other people that are big fans of teamwork that are going to come down hard on this monk, the player that played the monk, right? But the, the berserker, the cat, a good berserker, sounds like he played perfectly or she played perfectly. But the monk, honestly, I don't know because I, I have been in your game and I don't know what that how that monk was played previously, right? Well, it's the first time it's a new character. Okay. But I think I set it up. So, like, the guy that hired them to do this job, so the monk, they, they saw the monk kind of fighting. So, like, I opened up the scene that this guy, this, uh, this like, a their patron hired them to do this job, steal this jewel from another, from a merchant, because, you know, and that was a fun discussion, too, because the guy's like, there's a chaotic good berserker said, I don't want to steal from someone. There's no reason. But then the uh, their patron said, well, I legally should have had this item in an auction because I bid higher, but they rigged the auction, so I didn't get it. So the, the chaotic good berserker was like, okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So, so I want to talk about that in a minute. Okay. Let's finish your PvP discussion, though. Oh, okay. And we'll talk about missions given to players oh, right. of alignment because I've got something to talk about about that. Oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah, it's kind of it kind of blend merges, yeah. right? Because I think the monk felt the monk player felt that they played their alignment, and the chaotic good berserker felt that they played their alignment, right? And then the other the other two other players in that situation, the one that died, well, they have no say in it. But the player was fine with dying. He said, "I." I died like Cleopatra. I got killed by an ass. So That's that was true. kind of funny. Well, and it could be that your monk player... So it could be your monk player is basing him on the... You, you know, our, our famous... Um, nah, I'm brain farting. You, you have to edit That's this. okay. I know. Well, that's fine. Uh... I'd probably want to edit it's like raw. No, you don't need to edit it. But Terry, he's basing it on Terry's Saguji. You, you know who Terry is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, if you don't know, Carl knows, but go watch the Street Fighter. Now, Street Fighter, of course, is we're, we're not talking about the one with John Claude Van Damme, right? Right. We're, we're, we're talking about Sonny Chiba. Yeah. And so, Terry Sagugi in there. Sonny Chiba's character, you know, he's all mercenary, and, totally. and so he he's hired by the by the brother and sister to break their brother out of jail. He breaks him out of jail. The brother and sister are like, we don't have money to pay you. He's like, well, I'm going to take your sister and sell under slavery because, you know, you should have paid me. And you know, it's just what it is. Is that a neutral character? Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of extreme, but well, I also set up the neutral character in a way because. It's like this patron who hired them was also, they're at this, like, they're like at the patron's, like, tavern, and the patron has, like, a pit fight going on, and that's how we introduced the monk character, as I had him, like, fight in a pit fight, and had he won or lose, I would have had him join the, the group anyway, but he won, and then the, the patron told him, you know, the player saw that the patron was talking to this new guy joining their group. The patron told him something, and he actually gave him, like, a... So, in, in a way, this new character was working for the patron, you know. Maybe, depending on how things went, in kind of con uh, contrary to what the players did. Right. right? So, maybe. So, I think that player already had that in mind, you know. So, that's maybe led to right? So, so I guess we need... It really is going to fall down to how people feel... So, like I say, I know our buddy Joe Richter is going to say player skill, player skill is being a team player, and this guy, this cat's not being a team player. 
Now, I don't know if that's true or not. If you guys want to go home, they're going to do a tournament. Oh, no, we're good. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining in our podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. What's the podcast about? Uh, we're, we, do run, we do like, we both of us do like a gaming podcast for like, you know, role-playing games, tabletop okay. role-playing games, and he does a lot of more podcasts like movies and all that kind of stuff. Okay, but, cool. Hey, we're, you know, we'll promote, you know, Brutal and Forest, right? And we're here doing a live podcast at Brutal Beer Fest. Awesome. So I'll definitely tag you guys <laughs> when we publish it. Awesome. All right. So to play Cornhole, it's good for you, and you get better. Cornhole is a game to me, like, like a frisbee golf and bowling that you get better the more you drink. That's true. That, that's 100% true. That's our public service announcement. Yeah. All right. So from a true neutral point of view, I can see, because to me, neutral selfish, because I'm poisoned by the palladium alignment system, right? right? But, but you have that question whether should, because you're playing in a group, should you be playing as part of the group? And that's really the the question here. Not whether they played the alignment correctly, right. but whether there was an expectation to be a team player in the group. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think it just kind of boiled down to the monk was like felt threatened by the berserker because the price the price the berserker gave was well, your life saved my buddy, and then it kind of went from there. Which I can totally see. That's legit. That berserker didn't do anything wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the neutral monk did anything wrong. I don't either. Yeah. Especially since like the lost box probably has treasure and he can get it to his patron and cut these guys out. Totally, right? Right. So Alright. So So what the tangent I was gonna go on in MW Lewis, you you know MW yeah. Lewis. World of MW Lewis podcast. Yep. Go check it out, folks. So in his Friday night AD D game. We, we we've got a mix of alignments, but some of the characters are good. Yeah, and we were we're traveling and we're stopped over on this little city, little town, and this guy hires us because his brother. I, I forget the whole dynamic, but basically, his brother stole the family recipe for oh, wow. beer or yeah. something, and he's opening up his own shop. I think it was beer, and so the what his brother who had the recipe stolen from him, he wanted to hire us to break up the break up the snoop his brother's recipe, beat his brother break up the brother's restaurant, yep. beat his brother up, and then steal the recipe back. He didn't want his brother killed, but he wanted us to go tear up his restaurant, beat his brother up, and right. bring this recipe back. Which if you're a good character I, I don't yeah. know. That's kind of pushing That's it. kind of mean, yeah. yeah. And that's why I had to convince the, the chaotic good berserker to go on this mission because the berserker's like, I don't, I don't, why do I want to rob a merchant? It's like right. a legitimate businessman. Why do I want to rob him? So he had to be convinced. And it, I think it was a, like the, the patron they had had like two Amazonian bodyguards and he talked, and the chaotic good guy goes, well, I talked to them in our Amazonian language and see if this guy's legit, which I thought was kind of cool. So the, the guy went, I mean, kudos to the player. He went out of his way to legitimize him doing this mission. Right. So, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's neat. Well, you know, I guess uh, I guess I sanctioned PvP in my games now, so if you want to sign up for them, you know, it's all on the table now, right? I, I think is the big thing, and I think this came out of our previous discussions, right. to go back to aces and eights and, and all that, is the players need to be aware 
that this is a possibility, right. and they need to understand, and that falls back on the GM, too, to let the players know that. Right. So they need to understand this isn't necessarily a teamwork game. It's a every person for themselves game. It can be a teamwork game, it but can I, be. it can be a teamwork game. And maybe that's for the good play, the, the good aligned player characters in the group. That's probably their expectation. But you know, you know, the cool. I think the good thing is like all the players were cool with what happened, right? That was like no, no big deal. And I think like I even asked the monk, hey, um, do you want to remake another monk? And he's like, well, no, there's so many fun classes I could play in Hyperborea. I'm going to play something else. So he might, they would, he actually even already rolled stats and might play a warlock or a necromancer in the next the next incarnation of this player's player character. But I think it's kind of funny that like the uh, the original two players that we started this game in are the only ones that survived. So the, the, the extras that kind of jumped into the game both died. <laughs> It's kind of funny. It's a dangerous world. Right? It's a dangerous world. That's what I love about these old school games. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Jason. Let's go drink some more beer. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. to see you at NTX. It was wonderful. Uh, it was really great uh, having your face in the, the Gamerhood, our sponsored room. And uh, joining us for the gauntlet, man. Me, you, uh, Stu, Eric Swanson, TJ, Jay for a little while, uh, Jacob Hurst and his buddy Donnie. All of us just lurking in that hallway as people walk through. You guys all drinking beer and me people watching. I, <laughs> it was really fun. My one regret from North Texas in 2023 was the fact that I did not uh, get prepared enough or just make it happen, that game of uh, We Deal and Lead. It would have been really fun playing that live with you. And um, you should know that I'm the one who organized the uh, Planescape game. I kind of forced Levi into running one for me, uh, and he said he wanted to run one for Beatty and I, and then all the other players. That was something else. You know, that's what happens when somebody finds out you got a sweet game going on at uh, midnight. <laughs> Regardless, brother, it was awesome seeing you there. Uh, it would be great if you came up to uh, Game Hole and Gary Khan. Uh, game holes in October, right around my birthday. So maybe we'll see you then, brother. Later. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for those clarifications. Thanks for the truth. So there you have it. On tape, live, and recorded, Jason Hobbs is the one who organized the famous or infamous Midnight Planescape run ride run by Levi Combs. It definitely was a fun ride. And uh, yeah, the I don't know if I like the name The Gauntlet but uh, maybe a bunch of guys hanging out by the beer cooler, talking to people, shaking hands. Um, it was, but it was really fun. We got to meet a lot of people uh, going through there um, that were attending the con. And some of them came and 
grabbed beer if they were so inclined. Some of them uh, brought back some beer to add to the beer cooler, which is always a cool courtesy um, and something to live by. You take a beer, you give a beer. And uh, yeah, it was, but it was really fun to hang out. And, uh, you know, we, we'd hang out there, have a, have a beer just outside the, you know, while people were playing. We don't want to interrupt people playing games in, in sort of the, the Hobbs and Friends sort of room. So we just sat out right outside and hung out and then you know, would walk to dinner um, or whatever uh, or back to another game. <laughs> so it was really fun, uh, mem very memorable experience at uh, North Texas RVG Con. And I can't wait to do it next year. Thanks again for call, brother. Hey, Carl, Jason here. Listen to your latest episode. And sounds like you had a great time in North Texas. Yeah, definitely instead of doing your own stuff, hang around the hotel with the people at the convention. 100%, that is the way to go. Whether it's late night pickup games or just BSing and talking and catching up, it, it's well worth it. That, that networking aspect is probably my favorite part of conventions, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, I'm a social gamer anyway, so that, that kind of makes sense. Anyhow... Great stories, great to hear that, and who knows, maybe next year I'll be able to get out there, but if not, I'll live vicariously through you. Definitely, Jason Connerly, I hope that you are able to go out there. It's too bad your conference wasn't like two weeks prior, then you could have like mixed and matched and gotten to go to your conference and at the tail end of the week, stayed on. Um, for North Texas RPG Con. You're going to have to tell the organizers of your conference uh, to do that. Hmm. Yeah, I, oh, it used to be, too, that Howard Days was around the time of North Texas RPG Con, and that would be fun to do as well. Uh, so whether you're able to do Howard Days, I think it's now in March, um, maybe April, hopefully March. So much going on in April. Uh, but, um, yeah, that uh, you can go. we can go up there and have a, a kind of a group meeting be really fun and uh yeah you know something i, f I forgot to mention there was I, I think please someone correct me if i'm wrong someone who was there who maybe doesn't call a lot but is like Stu or eric um that uh I, or uh i mean i i've heard that there was a nate richardson sighting so uh, as well so that was very rare and unique you know he's it's very rare that he comes out of hiding um, ever since the COVID, so, so, but it was cool to see him too, um, for a very brief appearance. Um, but maybe I was mistaken and it was, I, I am delusional, but uh, someone let me know, please. Someone let me know. Uh, I don't think you mentioned it. I might've missed you saying it. So the adventure in the back of the first edition Warhammer fantasy role-playing is the Olden Hauler contract. And again, and uh, in is part of that. I, I won't talk about the adventure because I don't want to ruin it. But there you go. Thank you for answering the question, though. I do appreciate that. Hey, Carl. Jason here. So I finished the episode, and Hell in the High Plains sounds like a great resource, great supplement, so very cool. As far as wanting to play with you, of course, I would love to get back, whether it's Old West or Weird West or another genre. We'll have to figure it out. My schedule's kind of screwy. I'll get it, get to you on um, 
Discord and we'll figure something out. But yeah, I really appreciate the content you've been putting out lately. And love hearing Amy on the show. And keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Hey, Jason, thanks again for the calls. Yes, the Odin Holler contract. It's very interesting. Uh, that was in the, the adventure in the back of the first uh, Warhammer fantasy role playing edition, edition one rule book, the core rule book. And what's interesting is that the Odin Holler contract, it kind of, uh, there's a reference to it actually in the enemy within as well, uh, which is kind of funny. So there's this ongoing, uh, not part of the campaign necessarily, but some enemies that perhaps you meet or people that you meet in the Odin Holler contract adventure uh, show up again, uh, again in, um, in the enemy within, which is kind of funny. There is a big sidebar on it in I think is um was it Death on the Reich, on one of the I was just actually I just ran into it last night as I was revising and studying for, um, starting the Horned Rat, which my group and I are going to start very soon, but that was a pretty funny, and yeah I think it'd be really great to get you in a game. I know you have a very busy schedule. We fortunately get to play in Reaver now and again, but uh, you know, and we were talking about um talking about like a Sunday morning or joining the Sunday morning group when your schedule allows, which would be kind of cool. Um, and maybe Savage Worlds is a way to go. It's pretty easy prep, pretty, you know, low key. Don't really have to make a character, although making character could be kind of a fun session because it seems like everyone uses a little archetype cards as their starting character and then builds from there, which I guess works too. But uh, yeah, um, got plenty of stuff. I actually had brought, my hell on the high plane stuff and you know archetype cards and bennies um and dice just in case we amy and i got got to play but uh you know we were busy seeing family and friends and and touring breweries so we really didn't get a game on but uh yeah a game would be uh would be really great sometime so again thanks for the calls and uh i appreciate you man and it's great to see you so glad we got to talk about gaming and have a fun time at, at Brutal um, and uh, and then have a nice dinner at uh, Cypress Waters. And hope you had a good conference and I will talk to you soon. And with that, I think my friends here at the Geomologist Presents that will conclude this episode. Um, thank you for listening. Hope you had a good time. Uh, Jason and I certainly did. Hobbs and I certainly did. Uh, Amy and I certainly did. Uh, when we were out there at uh, up in Dallas uh, for North Texas and um, just visiting family. Uh, so, uh, yeah, happy belated Father's Day to everyone. I hope you had a great uh, that listens and it's a father and that listens. And, and I hope you had a good one. And um, thank you for listening to The Geomologist Presents. You can drop me a line at uh, geomologist at gmail.com either an email or a voice message, you can DM me on the various discords. My handle is simply Carl Rodriguez um, as a, in the DMs. Um, maybe I should make a geomologist one. I am not sure. I don't know if you can make multiple discord handles. Hmm, someone let me know. Uh, you can leave me a message on SpeakPipe. I have a link in the show notes. And you can also try and leave a message on Spotify for Anchor. It's kind of challenging. The intro and outro music are by TJ Drennan. I mentioned the background music in the segment that Jason and I recorded already. Amy, my wife, does the uh, cover clip art. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I am the geomologist.
Good night and good rolling.